this this will be fun. I know our players are excited about the opportunity to hit somebody else, and so uh, they're looking forward to this. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Back with us, ESPN Central Texas. Baylor coach Dave Aranda talking about this week's opponent, the uh, season opening opponent for the Bears. The Texas State Bobcats will be in San Marcos for the game coming up on Saturday. We'll be there as will Brant Freeman. He'll do play-by-play on ESPN Plus on Saturday. And Brant joins us now. Brant, appreciate your time. How are uh, things going on Wednesday of game week for you? Things are good, John, and thanks for having me on. Um, You know, very excited for this uh, coming Saturday. As we all know, you know, this time last year, there was a lot of the unknown uh, when it came to college football. So knowing that a game is is going to happen and that the atmosphere um, that we're accustomed to with college football will be back um, is is a great thing to think about. So, you know, I'm very much looking forward to this weekend. Brent, we were just talking, we looked in the notes and saw, you know, the largest crowds ever at Bobcat Stadium. And uh, I understand this is the second time that a Big 12 school will play there. Texas Tech in 2012 was the only other time. Uh, Is is there a chance we scare that all-time record crowd this Saturday? Yeah, I think so, John. I mean, there's a lot of anticipation for a number of reasons. You know, one, the fan base is excited for, you know, year three of Jake Spavadol, and you know, could this be the year that the program turned things around? Um, coming off, you know, the, the, the challenges of the pandemic, uh, the height of it a year ago, um, and, and crowds being limited to 25%, the fans that couldn't come watch games a year ago now can. You know, getting, uh, you know, such a, a quality name opponent like Baylor out of, you know, a Power 5 conference, the Big 12, certainly has a draw to it. Uh, especially since Baylor's, you know, not too far away from from St. Marcus. It's only about two and a half hours out. So, you know, there's a lot of intrigue there for that. Um, and so, yeah, I think you're right. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if they hit, you know, the sellout number of 30,000 and perhaps surpass that. The Texas Tech uh, game drew, I think, about 33. It was barely surpassed uh, by a game against Houston uh, a few years later. And so, you know, the, the, the fans here really turn out, you know, for in-state games. And, of course, I know there's a number of Baylor fans making their way, you know, south on 35, you know, towards San Marcos. And so I expect a lot of maroon, a lot of green out there, and it should be a great crowd. Yeah, I think you're right. I think uh, I think people are hungry, you know, to get to uh, a game in person and, you know, just the atmosphere with uh, 100% attendance available. I, I just think all that's going to add up. And the season opener, you know, and it's it's uh, Labor Day weekend. I just think all those things will add up to a, a really good crowd, a really good atmosphere there. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, it's, uh, you, I have to give credit to administration around here. They're doing all they can to hype up uh, game day. Uh, they're opening up a new area of the south end zone called Cats Garden. It's kind of like a beer garden that they have now at the stadium. Um, there's going to be a pregame concert. I think there might be a performance after the game as well. There's a lot there for kids to do, a lot of vendors uh, you know, offering things in concessions. Um, and so th- there's a lot of work being put into this, to this opener. Um, and as you said, it's, it's an anticipation of a new year. You know, you never know what a year will bring, and, 
you, you hope that the environments and the great atmospheres continue into November. Um, but, but at the very least, you want to make sure you get things started off right. And uh, I think the folks at Texas State are, are doing that, and they're going to make sure that Baylor feels welcomed, you know. And, and who knows, if the experience goes well enough, maybe there will be some time down the road where these two play each other again in San Marcos. So um, I think there's, uh, you know, a lot that went into – that's going into this opening uh, – this opener. And um, hopefully it's just, not, it's just a sign of things to come. And I think I'm right. Uh, correct me if I'm not, Brant. Brant, but uh, do you guys play in Waco the next two years? Is that right? That is correct. Okay. My understanding is that this was a two for one kind of deal. Right, right. Where you know Baylor was to come to San Marcos for this year, and the Texas State will go uh, to McLean Stadium each of the next two years. That was the same deal they had in place with Texas Tech. You mentioned the game in 2012. The Bobcats went to Lubbock in 2011 and 2013. Um, so yes, this is, uh, you know, this just the beginning of a three-year series. Gotcha. Perfect. Brant Freeman, our guest, uh, do television on Saturday for Baylor and Texas State from San Marcos. Tell us uh, and tell our listeners about Jake Spavaton, his third season at Texas State. Uh, where is he as far as getting the program, you know, rolling uh, to the level he'd like it to be? Sure. Yeah, I'm sure that some uh, Baylor fans are familiar with Jake Spavadol, as he has been in the Big 12 before. His previous stop before Texas State was as offensive coordinator at West Virginia, uh, where he coached Will Greer, had a previous stint at West Virginia as well when he coached Geno Smith, has spent time in Texas at A&M um, before as well. So um, you're looking at you know uh, the program. I actually had the chance to talk to him earlier today about whether or not they're on schedule for the, the, the turnaround. You know, he, he inherited a team that had won two games the year prior, and um, it hasn't had a winning record since 2014. When he, when he arrived in November of 2018, he, he took over a team that had, that had had five straight losing seasons, and so this wasn't going to be an overnight fix. It was going to take some time. He understood that. Didn't have the most talented team available to him in his first season, felt like they got better in terms of talent level a year ago but the pandemic you know of course made things very uh, challenging between you know uh, COVID protocols and uh, you know uh, close contacts and, and guys getting quarantined and injuries and and a stacked schedule as well you know uh, as we take all those things into, into consideration it led to just a two-win season last year, but there was improvement specifically on offense, which is his bread and butter. Um, and over the offseason, they have, again, identified their areas of need. Um, and so they they went heavy into the transfer, transfer portal. I mean, heavy, John. Mm-hmm. Um, their signing class was almost exclusively made up of transfers um, this past offseason. Um, this was an effort to, you know, to win now, to, to compete now. Um, and and Coach Bavadal said, had they gone the traditional high school exclusive route, then the roster would have been made up, 90% of them, uh, freshmen and sophomores. They, they, they needed more guys who had more uh, skins on the wall, uh, so to speak. So they got uh, bigger and deeper on, the, on both the offensive and defensive lines. They've added a lot of depth to the secondary. Um, and they have a, you know, a, a good number of returners at key spots in offense. And so they feel good about where they're at going into year three. 
Brant, in a nutshell, what, what's the uh, what's this team look like? What's the strength of the Bob, Bobcats going into this season opener? Yeah, I would say it'd be the offense. This is the first time since the 2015-2016 seasons that the Bobcats will have had the same uh, quarterback start week one. Hmm. Um, and so they finally have some consistency at football's most paramount position. Uh, Brady McBride is the quarterback. Uh, he was the opening day starter last year against SMU. He actually did get benched at one point in the season, but it turned out to be a kind of a silver lining for him as he got the job back two weeks later and played his best football. So the time on the bench kind of made him reevaluate himself, and, and he's been, been much better for it. Um, and he has a lot of weapons around him. The entire backfield uh, is made up of uh, players returning from a year ago. Um, and wide receiver, they have some really good weapons there, to include uh, Marcel Barbie, who was seventh nationally in touchdown catches a year ago. So, you know, Jake Spavadol is an offensive guy. I mentioned his time at West Virginia and, and his background, you know, as an offensive coordinator. He is a play caller, too, by the way, in addition to his head coaching duties. And so, you know, they want to hang their hat on offense and have a good complementary defense to go along with it. Um, so, expect, you know, some uh, some fireworks on the offense throughout the season. But talking to Coach Spavadol earlier today, he's well aware that they're good, that offense of his is going to be very much tested against a very good Baylor defense. Yeah. And you guys uh, at home, first two weeks, that's got to be nice. Uh, first two, well, no, you go to Miami, don't you, the second week. Uh, two of the first three are at home for you this year. Uh, Weather-wise, uh, can you promise us not 100 degrees? We just we just don't want 100. Anything under 100 will work. I, I, John, I can't make that promise here in South Texas. <laughs> you know that. Um, I know. I'm just asking. So, yeah, no, it, we, it's going to be up there. Now, thankfully, the game kicks at 6, and so by the time halftime hits, the, the temperatures will drop somewhat. But, I, yeah, I'm expecting, you know, come kickoff, especially the temperature on the field, it's going to be really hot. And you know this, you know, week one, there's always issues with conditioning, cramping, hydration. And so I, I expect, you know, those issues to, to rear their ugly head, you know, come, come Saturday. All right, final question for you, uh, and this one has a personal twist to it. Uh, do you know, are you familiar with the chancellor of the Texas State system, uh, Dr. Brian McCall? Do you know him? I don't know him personally. I've okay. gotten to know a lot, a number of the people, you know, in, in the uh, uh, in administration, the Board of Regents and stuff like that, to include the president and some of her cabinet, but I, do, I don't know Brian all right, the reason I ask is he's a Baylor grad, so there's a great tie, as is Jeff Gandy, who uh, who does color on the radio network, so there's some great ties there between Baylor and Texas State. But Brian McCall was my roommate for three years when we were in school at Baylor, and uh, look at him now, you know, chancellor of the Texas State system. So he has done really well, and uh, he says he's going to be there Saturday, and I'm looking forward to seeing him. Hey, that's great. You know, and you mentioned Jeff. I actually have gotten to know Jeff uh, on a personal level the past four or five years. Um, and I actually recommended him for the, the analyst job nice. when it came open uh, a couple of years ago. Great guy. He's a very proud Baylor alum. He's now representing Texas State, you know, well. And one other tie, too, John, is that um, you're the one that asked me personally to help fill in on a Baylor baseball broadcast right. a couple of years ago. That's so, right, yeah, down so, in Houston. So, 
So, you know, I, yeah, that's right. So I've had the pleasure of, you know, announcing Sikkim Bears and all that. And so, <laughs> that's um, right. I, I've been to Waco a, a number of times, you know, for, covering uh, it, Texas State versus Baylor events and I have the utmost respect for the university, for athletics, uh, you know, for the fan base, for you, John. And I can't tell you just how excited I am to see these two teams finally play each other in football for the first time in 14 years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, it's going to be fun. It really is. And, uh, you know, it's just exciting, isn't it, this time of year, start of a new season, getting a whole new school year kicked off. It's really an exciting, fun time. Yeah, it really is. There's no other feeling in college football uh, than week one. You can't replicate it. You will not, as much as you may try, and as big as the stakes may be later in the year, you can't replicate the same feeling for the opener uh, again later in the season. You, you just can't do it. Yeah, very good. All right, here's one final thought. Uh, this is from Aaron, our producer in the studio here. We were talking about the name change from Southwest Texas State to Texas State. Found out it was 18 years ago today. September 1st was the date of the name change. So uh, is that celebrated on the Texas State slash Southwest Texas State campus, or is this date just kind of go by and uh, they don't really make a big deal out of that? When it first happened, there was some controversy. You know, alums of SWT were very proud of that name. And so it, it took some time for them to warm up to it. I think it was necessary, John. I don't think that the athletics program uh, would be where it is today in the FBS and the Sun Belt without the name change. Um, and so I think from a branding perspective and a name recognition perspective, you know, the, the name change was great. Um, and here's another bit of trivia for you, John. Right. So the, the, for the first year that uh, the football program played as Texas State, their defensive coordinator was Ron Roberts. Oh, fantastic. I like that. Who is so now our defensive coordinator. And Eric Mateos uh, spent some time on the staff at Texas State also. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah. Yep. Hey, very good. I like that. Very good. Well, man, it's great to visit with you. I appreciate your help. And uh, always great to visit. And look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Thanks for being on with us this afternoon. You got it, John. Look forward to touching base with you again this weekend. Same here, Brant. Thanks very much. Be safe.